Good afternoon, Seattle. Welcome back to Le Frères Heureux, the only Fraser podcast recorded entirely in space. We are your hosts, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. How's that for an intro? I'm scared of bees. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are we are we are, your regular hosts as per usual. Unfortunately, I wish it was Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin hosting a Fraser podcast. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. That would be fun. They've got they get John Glenn later on. They do John Glenn. That's probably about as close as they get to. Yeah. Oh well. Unfortunately, oh. I am Fraser, and I am Ewan. We are we are. Do we, we tricked you at the start there? It's just <laughs> pulled a fast one on you. <laughs> Had you going for a minute, didn't we? <laughs> you can't disprove that we're recording this in space. It's true. Can't disprove it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it must be true. Yep. That's how that works. <laughs> we are on the final disc of season seven. Oh, man. We're just flying through it. We are? Season seven seems to have gone really fast. And I think it's because we recorded the first two Quite on the same day. Yeah. Because um, I was away. And then the last two. Last week? Was well, it within last a week? week? It was, yeah, last Tuesday and yeah. then today. So, and then today is Sunday. Oh, God. So, we're with, within a week recording two episodes. We're all go. All go. And we've got a yeah. bonus episode to go as well. Bonus episode, oh, yeah. The work never stops. It's, yeah. We've both been busy. We have. I'm, you, you've been busy with your house stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, well, before that, you were on holiday mm-hmm. and then had other house related nonsense to put up with. Yeah. And now I'm away on holiday next week. Yeah. So. It all works out. It's all good. All good. We're we're dedicated to bringing you guys quality content, mm-hmm. so we don't mind putting in a bit of work. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's much easier now that I've got this nice, comfortable chair. I know. I, I bought you a nice chair. You did. Thank you. I mean, it's not specifically for you, no. but you will be the one I will be the one that's primarily it. got my arse in it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I made sure to make it extra wide. Yeah, good. I'm glad. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, damn you. Um, yeah, I no, I no housekeeping right in this week. Nope. We are we finally hit five thousand total downloads. We did on all podcast platforms, which we said we were probably gonna mm-hmm. last week, which is very exciting. Thank you all for tuning in. I didn't think we would get that many (laughs) to be honest um and we're still going so yeah as always your support is greatly appreciated um edging ever closer to 200 followers on twitter as well Mm -hmm. um and yeah those numbers just keep going up they keep going up don't know why don't know why you guys like listening to us but we're glad that you do yeah yeah we just like a good ramble about fraser and some neil armstrong jokes yeah like a good ramble about anything, to be totally honest. That is that is fair. That is fair. Shall we get started? Yeah, yeah why not? Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine, we'll get yeah. started. We'll do the podcast. Morning Becomes Entertainment is the first episode on the disc. We see the return of BB. Not seen her for a wee while. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the last episode. Uh, would it have been the the zoo story in season five is she in season six i can't think of an episode with her in it in season six yeah i'm trying to remember um so it may well be the zoo story yeah 
similar premise to ones we've seen before that Fraser's contracts under renegotiation. Mm-hmm. Um, BB comes in with the idea of taking over a morning news. It's not news. It's like morning talk show. Morning chat show. Yeah. Um, for the week, while Kenny tries out new talent at KCL, which is a bit strange. I'm not sure you would be allowed to do that, like contractually. Just ditch your regular presenters and mm. just bring in someone else to try them out yeah maybe i don't know seems a bit sketchy but anyway it's all a big tactic to to reduce his his raise and whatever else they they do during renegotiations mm-hmm. i don't know i've never really done that kind of thing no um but yeah Roz is ill so bb steps in and the two of them fraser and bb together on a morning chat show goes about as well as you'd expect um which is to say, it goes amazingly. <laughs> After a rocky start, it does. Mm. They do seem to get in sync quite quickly. Yeah. And Fraser just descends into his celebrity entertainer persona. Mm-hmm. Um, just strays further and further from his psychiatric roots, as Niles likes to continually point out. Yes. Um, it's... I don't know... He, He's a good presenter. Like yeah, he he's is. clearly got that that you know that thing mm-hmm. that entertainers need. Yeah. You know, he's, and BB does as well. BB really does, yeah. Strange. You wouldn't expect it, but yeah. then she kind of lies for a living. That, that, that so is true. <laughs> all she needs to do is lie about she being does, a good presenter. She does do a lot of hamming up in her personal life, That's, so that is true. That makes sense. Um so yeah, and they've got the various. They've got baby Leo, the world's biggest two-year-old, <laughs> um, the world's biggest baby. Chef, what's the chef called? The chimp. Is it, is it Bobo? Bobo. Bobo the cooking chimp. Bobo the cooking cooking chimp. Um, and it just descends into a food fight with. <laughs> it's like, it's just ridiculous. And they ride what well, they ride out the final episode on a donkey, yeah. wearing sombreros. A little bit insensitive. A little bit, but you know, it was early 2000s that was the kind of kind of shenanigans that these chat shows got up to yeah um no it's funny seeing that different side of fraser like full on Mm -hmm. because we've only really seen him do bits and pieces like the sort of advertising yeah um the promos for like the congressman's things like that we've never really your phone buzzing? I'm sorry. Nonsense. I, 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 in the it's, middle it's, of it's, a it's, sentence. It's, it's, I'm putting on to do not start. I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm just going to double check that my phone's on silent as well. Um, yeah, we've only really seen him do these sort of little segments, not like a full week mm-hmm. as a presenter, as a host. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. I, I think I'd probably find him more entertaining doing that than listening to his radio show. Probably. I mean, we did. We were talking about it last week yeah yeah last week with um something about dr mary dr. mary that i don't know how entertaining or informative fraser's regular show usually is yeah or usually would be like we get snippets of it that's usually the reason it's funny is because something has gone wrong mm-hmm. and it's in this very kind of framed sitcom way that it's yeah. entertaining if it was a real show it probably wouldn't be an awful lot of fun to listen to but he does yeah. have a good enough presence on on the set of mm-hmm. this morning show 
that that could work really well. Yeah. It probably would be more entertaining than his regular show. Yeah. But sadly, they do not continue. Nope. Fraser gets his renegotiation and uh, Niles steps in as the voice of reason and convinces him to at least stay somewhat true to being a psychiatrist um, rather than descending completely into into entertainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, yeah, I don't know. I see where he's coming from. But at that point in his career, like, he's clearly had the taste for being a presenter. Yeah. If that's what he wanted to shift his career into. Yeah. No, I don't think it's necessarily a, a betrayal or anything. Um, there's a... Actually, I, I kept thinking about how this is kind of similar to Selling Out. Yeah. The first episode with BB, when we start to explore Frasier going into advertising and stuff like that. And Niles says something there about, like, you've already lifted up your skirt to the world <laughs> yeah. and they've seen everything they need, they can see, you know? Yeah. Like, at this point, he's not going to be able to go back to just being a psychiatrist. No. Really. There's always going to be that other side, no so, matter what he does. Yeah. There's not really any reason that he shouldn't just go in the other direction. Descend into madness. Yeah. Yeah. As Niles says in this one, he's turning into a dancing bear. Yeah. This is the last step from psychiatrist to dancing bear. And it is an American chat show. There might have been a dancing bear. They might be talking from reference. There probably was. I mean, we've already had a chimp and a giant two-year-old, so... What was the Simpsons? They have uh, Gentle Ben. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) he's he's actually presenting. The microphone on his head. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. No, I I feel really sorry for Baby in this episode, to be honest um at the end when she's she is still even when niles is trying to convince him convince fraser to go back to the radio show mm-hmm. bb's still trying to convince him to stay on the morning show and she's getting quite upset at the fact that she really enjoyed it yeah but she she's never really had the chance to explore that side of her career um and i kind of feel sorry for her honestly yeah. because yeah fraser can go back he can just carry on with his normal show but BB's clearly really enjoyed it, and she can't do it herself. She needs someone like Fraser at her side to do it. Yeah. Um. So, nah, poor BB. Yeah. How did you rank this episode? So it's a bit of a mix for me, because I I don't think the premise is necessarily that interesting. The whole Fraser goes on a talk show for a week mm-hmm. could. Like, there's not much there that is especially interesting. But when you tie that in with getting BB in, who's always a very strong character and always makes mm-hmm. an episode better, and then the whole aspect of Niles coming in and, and sort of criticizing him for selling out again, and that whole angle where it's kind of like a, a conflict of, do I want to just go straight into the limelight or do I want to try and remain a legitimate psychiatrist? That makes it more interesting, and it sort of balances out. It's a, it's a thropper for it's me. It's a thropper. It's a thropper. Okay, I rank it a bit highly, a bit, a bit higher than yours, I should say. Mm-hmm. I, I really quite enjoy this episode. Yeah, <clears throat> I like the dynamic between Baby and Fraser on the talk show. I think it's really funny. It's kind of refreshing to have a bit of a a change in where Fraser's doing his show from. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a completely different show, but like just seeing that, rather than have him sitting in the booth at KCL, like we see every other episode, yeah. although not so much recently, but 
you know what I mean? And then to have it switch to this morning show where it's he and BB chatting at the table, you know, they've got the guests on, they've got the presenters, and they've got the like audience in as well. It's kind of cool. I enjoy the, the change of scenery. Um, BB, as always, is amazing. And I like... I particularly like the scene where Roz comes in towards the end of the week. She comes to visit Fraser and mm. says, like, look, I'm really worried because you seem to be having the time of your life. And if you do take this job, wh- where does that leave me? And Fraser kind of reassures her, like, no, it's it's you and me. We're in it together. I'm yeah. doing this to boost my ratings. And even though he does kind of swither on it, mm-hmm. I feel like he is kind of honest to Roz. Yeah. And I kind of like that. I just like that, that they're a team. And that's kind of reiterated in just these these sort of casual little scenes where they catch up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I ranked I ranked it a four. Yeah, it's not quite a five for me, but it's it's a solid episode. Mm-hmm. It's funny, good guest stars with uh, Bobo the Chimp and yeah, big baby Leo. Big baby we don't Leo. see baby Leo. I'm really sad. <laughs> really I want to really see funny. what the world's biggest two year old looks like. I know he's probably <laughs> pretty bloody big. The um the presenter as well the producer sorry the producer yeah has been in a few things yes he's a guest Carlos Jacket Carlos Jacket Jacot yes I didn't um, write his name down I know him as one of the demons from Buffy oh yeah he is in Buffy he's yeah um yeah he plays one of the evil demons who like drags her to another hell dimension he's abducting like young diner waitresses. Oh, oh, yeah. Is that, uh, yeah, that's. Mm. The, it was like after they had a season finale and Buffy's moved to L.A. She or moves something. To LA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that one now. Yeah, so that's what I know him from. So it was yeah. really funny seeing him as like this evil demon, and then he's just this like yeah. <laughs> happy-go-lucky producer. You he know? was in the two things that I kind of know him from. He's one of those actors that I do recognize and from various him things. things. He does yeah. have a bit of a something about him has like quite a distinct look. Yeah, I think. Um, he was in scrubs he was he played a, a pediatrician in an episode of scrubs right. but he like refused to give shots to the kids because he didn't want them to not like him he always got other doctors to give shots okay. to the kids so that they didn't hate him um and he was in an episode of firefly he's in the beginning of the first episode of firefly yes he is he's like the yeah he's like some agent working for the government or whatever mm. who yeah yeah good we don't get any, uh, we don't have any guest stars. We don't have any guest um, calls. Guest callers, sorry, yeah. yeah, it's a shame. We've I feel like we've really l- lacked guest callers, and I think I probably wouldn't have noticed if we weren't doing the podcast and actually like keeping an eye think, on it. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. I that don't you actually think just... there's any in. There's no callers in this one. In this disc, no. Um, Last disc we had a few, but it it's kind of devolved a little bit. You know, where in the first few seasons. In fact, like first like five seasons or so, we would have a couple of scenes in KCL in more or less every episode, and we get a couple of guest callers, yeah. and then it kind of reduced the guest callers to episodes specifically surrounding KCL. Mm-hmm. So the episode was based in KCL or a specific aspect of the show or or something revolving around Fraser needing to interact with callers. And those are the only real episodes where we're getting guest callers now. Yeah. And that's a shame mm. because I like I like that about Frasier, that you've just got this sort of added opportunity to hire random celebrities to come in and do voiceovers. You yeah. Know? Um, it's a shame. Yeah. I think it does pick up a wee bit again. 
I think it probably does partly just come from the fact that season seven is very character driven with the whole mm -hmm. Niles Daphne stuff. Yeah. Which isn't really touched on in this episode, but Yeah, that's true. Um the next couple obviously of episodes, these, the second half of season seven is very, very focused on Niles and Daphne. So yeah. as are other segments later on mm -hmm. where we get a lot more of that and less focus on Fraser's career. Yep. So yeah. So there we go. Next up, to thine old self be true. Rather yeah. than to thine old self be false. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a line from Hamlet. Oh, is it? If you didn't know. Oh, that shows how uneducated. <laughs> yeah. To thine old self be true. Um, yeah, Fraser is determined to throw Donnie a, a, a wild stag do. A rip-roaring bachelor, rip party. bachelor party. I forgot that, yeah, they call it bachelor party. Oh, yeah, they don't call it stag Don't do. call them stag do's. Um, after everyone kind of looks down on Fraser as being too uptight and not not with it, not hip like the other kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's determined to show Donnie and everyone else that he can throw a proper bachelor party. So where, where better to start than hiring a stripper? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What's I, the name of the newspaper? It's called like the Seattle Sex Times or something. Is it? It's I, no. Sex I, Express or something like that. Do they say it out loud? The, you, I don't. I think you can just see it on the, see like the, the, the box, the, the newspaper box. Tell, look. The um, Sex Express. It is. The Sex Express. I'm fairly sure it's just like the name of a newspaper with sex in it. Like it's The not Seattle even... Sex Express. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be better, actually. Um, yeah. You, it's all... There's a lot of like intertwining plots in this episode. I kind of don't want to go into detail in all of them because I'll just get confused and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. trip over myself so we've got uh, we've got fraser hiring a stripper mm -hmm. officer nasty officer nasty otherwise known as dina who yeah. we find out at the end of the episode um he gets handcuffed to her and is trying to navigate around everyone else in the apartment mm -hmm. we've got regan his yeah. neighbor who he is still trying to impress but who keeps bumping into him in awkward times like when he's reading the seattle sex press yeah um we've got mel who is be not being sued but being like def uh, defamed her, what's yeah, the word well yeah i guess defamed her her reputation's um, being ruined by maris who yep. also ties into this maris has yep. gained a lot of weight yeah and is blaming mel by claiming that she nicked her thyroid thyroid during a Neck tuck. Neck tuck? Yes, I think it's neck tuck. Um, so, yeah, and Mel's getting a massage and sort of treatment from Daphne. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, Daphne's not feeling well, which just kind of adds to the whole, like, selfish Mel. Yeah. Melfish. Melfish. Nah, that doesn't really work as well. It's not as good as Sex Express. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, which is, like, another plot point, Daphne obviously having eyes for niles now and she's kind of butting heads with mel while doing the the massage and everything um and yeah we've got the the maris gaining weight plot line as well so there's so much stuff going on in this episode it's kind of it does work but it's really difficult to track especially as i'm talking about it now it's like and and then this happened and then it ties yeah. into the and it's like yeah you kind of have to watch it <laughs> 
Yeah, that's you know? part of the reason that I'm not really big on this episode is that it feels very cluttered to me. Yeah, no, it does. There's, there have been episodes before where there are kind of multiple storylines going on at once or like lots of people di- thinking different things and wanting different things, and but then it all ties in into like a farce mm-hmm. thing, something like, I guess something like the Ski Lodge. It's a bit complicated with them you know everyone kind of fancying each other mm-hmm. going in different directions and nothing quite lining up and it's sort of like that but just it doesn't really have a payoff it's just kind of complicated and everything sort of lumped in together it's also with things like the ski lodge you know you've got all the characters and ev- all the plots are kind of introduced in that episode with the exception maybe of niles fancying daphne but mm-hmm. even then that's kind of reiterated in the episode yeah whereas in this episode we need to know that Mel is Maris's plastic surgeon. We mm-hmm. need to know that Regan's been visiting Fraser, or Fraser's got eyes for his neighbor. We need to know that Daphne's now now knows about Niles and kind of fancies him back. There's all kind of these things that aren't really reiterated as part of the plot. Mm-hmm. They can, like they kind of are, but yeah, it feels very forced. It feels like they're trying to do too much in this episode. Um, and as you say, there is quite a lack of payoff. Yeah, I guess it all kind of just ends. Like Fraser gives up on the bachelor party. Um, he gives up on Regan as well, and just kind of says we have to accept that we'll never be together. Just and that's the last we see of her. He's like, it's, yeah, I, I do find it kind of funny how he's like, we have to accept that this isn't going to happen. Yeah. And Regan's like, yeah, this was never going to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, she's been in, this is the third episode she's Third episode, been I in, think, yeah. And, or the third episode that we've kind of, I think this is maybe the only second the time, mm-hmm. the only, only the second time that she's actually appeared in person. But, um, yeah, like it's always been kind of one-sided. Mm-hmm. So. Fraser fancying her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, we've we've got he and Dina, the stripper, go off on a date, which again doesn't go anywhere. No. It's kind of they seem to go away and have a nice time, and he tells her that I know what you're thinking, and it's not. It's not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They have a nice time, and he sort of comes back and speaks to Martin, and he's saying like, you know, oh, she's really she's a more you know complex person than just a stripper. She's stripping to get herself through um grad school grad school i, I can't try to think what degree it was she was doing but yeah to go through grad school um you know she has all these relationships with her parents and it's it's all kind of it's kind of interesting and kind of refreshing mm-hmm. that not only was she willing to go on a date with him but that he was kind of impressed with her yeah i don't know it felt very just kind of mature yeah of him to even though she is quite a bit younger than he is yeah <laughs> but then but, that yeah, doesn't go anywhere fraser's it's, usually very superficial it's either yeah. i'm interested in someone for their personality or i'm interested in someone because they are hot yeah and this is like you don't even see him kind of lusting after her as a stripper mm-hmm. and then suddenly goes oh turns out she's actually more complicated well i get he does sort of but it's more that he doesn't even show any interest in her at all until she says oh yeah. i would be interested in going on a date with you and then they go on a date and yeah. then he goes oh i'm actually interested in her for her personality yeah. and it's like well yeah good for you but <laughs> like yeah yeah i don't know it's 
as you say, bit of a lack of payoff. Um, but some of the plot points are good fun. I think. I um, yeah, I I ranked it kind of middle of the road. Um, I don't know if I should lean into the use of thrupper or not, or try and avoid it. We don't have to use it too often. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I give I give it a three cupper because yeah. it's individually little scenes are good fun mm-hmm. um and i think that's enough to kind of bring it up if you kind of ignore the fact that it's all these plot points are very complicated and difficult to keep track of and everything yeah um i really like the scene when niles comes into cafe nervosa mm-hmm. bumps into fraser and Roz, and he kind of says come here come here come look over the window look at see that woman at the deli across the road um she's just finished I can't remember what it is he says. She's finished a salami and she's about to go back in and get a third one. And Fraser and Roz are both like disgusted by him. They're kind of like, how, why are you bringing us over here to laugh at some overweight woman? That's mm-hmm. awful. That's so horrible. Um, and then it's like, it, oh, I can't remember what it is Roz says. She just says like, oh, that's disgusting. And Niles turns around and is like, that's Maris. Mm-hmm. And they both run back <laughs> to the window. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the, the, yes. He just took the big salami out of the window. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I can. Like some. That. Yeah, I like that because it's at least kind of showing a little bit of a a level of maturity towards these. I mean, in the end, they are still just fat jokes, but it's, it's at more... least at least they're taking the angle right from the get go of niles is kind of shocked to see maris overweight yeah the other two aren't aware that it is maris and then they say like oh it's really immature to just be laughing at someone for yeah her having a a, a problem controlling her weight it's not a, you know it's not them just immediately going haha look at that Love fat it, person yeah. oh it's maris uh, yeah you know and they're not i i get i guess there is an aspect of yes there are just like some fat jokes in there mm-hmm. which isn't great but the main butt of the joke is the fact that it's Maris. Yeah. It's like we're so used to her being, you know, petite, joked about being very thin and skinny. Yeah. And then this is kind of like completely subverting that. Um, which I guess actually, come to think of it, isn't actually that funny. It's kind of sad. Yeah. So I don't know. Actually, yeah. You know what? I don't know if that is something that we should be laughing about on the whole. Yeah, maybe not. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't realize until I said it out loud and was like, no, nah, she's probably having like a mental crisis. Oh, absolutely. That's probably not yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, this isn't. This de- yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I think we did mention in Good Grief that like that's very, very common for someone being really depressed, gaining a lot of weight. Yeah. Unfortunately, it happens. Yep. And it, it does always kind of make it <laughs> really sad to make like fat jokes. It is, yeah. I mean, not that they're great to be making at any time, but yeah. Okay. Well, what did you give it? So I give it a two. Um, it just doesn't feel especially interesting. There's like a few jokes in it that are still entertaining, but not hugely. Um, I think a lot of the humor is a little bit more kind of lowbrow mm-hmm. in this one compared to a lot of other episodes. I mean, there's there's a joke of, you know, Martin is he's reading the whatever the sexy times yeah. the sex press <laughs> while talking to fraser and he keeps accidentally saying boobs or butts or whatever yeah. like while he's talking and it's like that's not <laughs> really very funny is it it's like i mean it's i don't know it's like i think it, partly <laughs> kind of the delivery and like martin kind of introduces being sort of kind of cranky and grumpy and a bit mm-hmm. 
not I mean definitely not snooty in the way that Fraser is but no. certainly more old fashioned and wouldn't really use language like that just saying it's absolutely none of your boobs is it's funny but at the same time like he's just saying a kind of dirty word and that's that's it get to giggle out of me yeah i think i'm just more lowbrow than you fair enough <laughs> okay i need to remind myself what the next episode is actually called yes three faces of fraser um here's another episode that i remember watching on tv yeah it was it's one that always sticks out as me having seen quite a number of times because mm-hmm. um, it was always it always seemed to be the one that i would just come across when i'm watching fraser in the morning or when it was on reruns in the evening or whatever um it's a shame because i don't really like it that much yeah it's <laughs> yeah not great um so fraser there's a local restaurant and the name has completely escaped me stefano's stefano's um run by stefano um and it was a restaurant that the crane boys all used to go to when they were younger and they had like portraits on the wall it's a joke that they make in a lot of like american sitcoms Mm -hmm. these restaurants in america so i presume it is a thing yeah um where all like the celebrity faces who have eaten there are on the wall um and fraser's obviously excluded from that list because no one really cares about him Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he's finally being unveiled at the restaurant um stefano's done a lovely caricature of him yeah and fraser kind of has a bit of a meltdown because he doesn't believe the character looks like him one that's the whole point Mm -hmm. um and two i don't know what two was just that it does look like him Uh, absolutely it kind of does he's got a big forehead yeah course he's got a big forehead but the whole yeah the whole point is like these exaggerated features mm-hmm. um everyone all the pictures you see on the wall have them and I, I don't know he gets really wound up about it in classic fraser fashion um and the whole episode is about him trying to like replace the the picture on the wall yeah hence the the three faces of fraser so the first replacement he convinces stefano to re- redraw it mm-hmm um and does this like very you know manly muscular face yeah sort of very um really, chiseled really jaw yeah very defined jaw defined, and like yeah absolutely no making fun of any of his obvious <laughs> yeah. features it doesn't even look like a caricature it just looks like a bad drawing it's just yeah. you know and it looks nothing like him absolutely doesn't look like anything. niles points out as much and he's as soon as niles points that out he's still not satisfied so he goes away to Alice at Ross's daughter's birthday party mm-hmm. and gets the cartoonist there to draw a third drawing. <laughs> oh, man. And, yeah, when he brings it back to Stefano's, we we find out that it's Stefano's elderly mother mm-hmm. that is the caricaturist. And uh, she does not does not take kindly to the fact that Fraser's brought in an outside drawing. Yeah. And it kind of devolves into stefano screaming <laughs> stefano screaming yeah <laughs> everyone and niles throwing up in the lobster tank and <laughs> niles throws up in the lobster tank yeah he does um yeah it's uh, i 
just we I know you feel the same way. We just hate these kind of episodes mm-hmm. where it's Fraser getting like wound up about non issues. It's just yeah, like there's no there's not really any conflict other than that that is being created by Fraser. Yeah. And that's just really frustrating because it's like it's not interesting. <laughs> it's, it's it's really not interesting. Like if there I mean like the caricatures clearly aren't bad. Mm-hmm. If we did it that it was like there's an episode about fraser desk like it, it it's kind of an interesting enough setup with like the characters of famous people in this restaurant and fraser is not included if it was about fraser actively being excluded as in like he's kind of trying to campaign to get put on the wall and the restaurant's refusing mm-hmm. then at least it's kind of an issue because he is relatively famous and if it was like a you know a personal thing the reason that he won't get put up is because stefano doesn't like him yeah then you could kind of that might be a bit more entertaining yeah, I a, guess. A, a better setup and instead it's like he gets an unflattering caricature which is the whole point of caricatures and he's just an arsehole about it for 22 minutes yeah. and that's it they kind of tie it off by you know revealing the reason that he was so upset about it was that he's had all these other bad things happen in his life at the moment mm-hmm. like his ratings are going down yeah um he's just come out of another relationship um not the stripper from the previous episode mm-hmm. unfortunately because that would have that would have made too- a bit of like that would have made far too much sense oh well, yeah exactly <laughs> um it's just some other woman that he's been seeing um, got married in vegas his, good for her yeah good for her. <laughs> and his what is it, his cholesterol's up his as cholesterol's well. up and there's nothing he can do to get it back down again because so, he's just getting old yeah and he just he's kind of it's martin that says it that he's just he latched on to something that he could control or at least he thought he could control mm-hmm. um and and tried to sort something out with that but yeah it just it's just a bit dull i don't know stefano's funny i like stefano mm-hmm. big shouty yeah italian man mm-hmm. but played by robert loggia who is in Who's Sopranos, in, I think? May well have been in The Sopranos. He's in Independence Day. He was in Scarface. He was in Big. He was like the guy that owned the toy shop in Big. Oh. I think. Um, he, or like the toy company or whatever it is, wherever it was that he worked. Um, yeah, he's been in quite a lot of things. He's, he he's played either kind of police slash military slash like he's feds he's got that kind of gruff because he's that or plays kind of gangsters because he's got that sort of italian american like yeah. threatening kind of yeah. presence <laughs> um he's really good and i think he's good in this i he think is, it's kind he of is actually yeah. the sort of owner of italian restaurant fits very well with like the kind of gangster <laughs> archetype <laughs> I, I guess but yeah. in a slightly different slightly more fun way i yeah. think um and uh mama his his, his mother is played by Lillian Chauvin, who was in The X-Files. She was in an episode of The X-Files. Oh. She was in Predator 2, apparently. Oh, Predator in New York. Seen. Yeah. <laughs> she was in Friends. She played Joey's grandmother in Friends. All right. Okay. She did like, kind of a lot of like playing Italian so, grandmothers. Okay, yeah. Um, but she, yeah, she's been in loads and loads of different things. She's one of those actresses that you sort of recognize as look it's an italian grandmother <laughs> um but she's just kind of played that role in a bunch of different stuff yeah good how do you rank it then so i'd give it a two 
else to give it to. Yeah, because I don't think it's a great episode. It's, yeah, like the whole Frasier stuff isn't particularly interesting. I, it's sort of frustrating that you've squandered a great guest star like Robert mm-hmm. Loja, I think. And the, like I say, the premise for like the restaurant with the caricatures of famous people could be a setup for a much better episode. Yeah. If it was done differently. Yeah. Um, and something that I always sort of don't like, there's running throughout the, the episode is the whole setup of Niles doesn't want to go to the restaurant. Yeah. Because he's, well, he's scared of Stefano. Yeah, he doesn't like Stefano. Because as a kid, he got yelled at by Stefano and it made him so scared that he threw up. Yeah. Which just made Stefano even angrier. <laughs> and now he's like terrified to go anywhere near the restaurant. Um, And it's like, it, yeah, it's kind of funny, but I don't really, I don't really like vomit humor. <laughs> like that's something that always just puts me off immediately regardless of how it's there's, done there's not actually any vomiting in the episode no, there's there's not I, I, yeah i don't know i I like that it, it kind of adds to the whole niles neuroses yeah thing mm-hmm. the running running gag um so yeah i don't hate it 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 just yeah as you say the episode's just kind of a bit lackluster but with good elements that could have been yeah utilized a bit better mm-hmm. um one thing we didn't speak about was something that you mentioned last week. Yes. Daphne's trek out of state yeah. to get the breakfast cereal. All the way to Portland. All the way to Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Um, presumably Oregon. Uh, presumably Portland, Oregon, and not Portland, Maine, I which is on the other side of the country. A few Portlands, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah. So she... Well, they, they start talking about caricatures, mm-hmm. and Martin kind of says, like, oh, if it was me, the draw a big cane because you know it's always it's kind of supposed to be making fun of something that you'd be a bit sensitive about yeah um and daphne says something about how she thinks it would be her eyes because she doesn't have very nice eyes and then daphne uh niles compliments her eyes and then she compliments his eyes and they sort of sit quietly yeah and everyone kind of looks everyone else is a bit weird about it and then of course daphne realizing that she's just shared this very tender moment with yeah. Niles runs out to try and distract herself. And that comes back later on at the end of the episode, Martin says something about when Martin starts talking about, um, you just wanted something that you could control yeah, in order to counteract this thing that you can't control that is scaring you. Yeah. That's when Daphne then comes back yeah. in and says like, Oh, I had to go to Portland to get your <laughs> breakfast cereal for you. And clearly that's kind of what she's going through as well. She's panicking and needs to, kind of live in denial a little bit um live in denials in denials (laughs) denials is not just a river in africa um yeah and i like that i think that's a good little no i like it as well and i think that's probably our first that's not i don't know short of just like little glances across the room Mm -hmm. and sort of little comments where daphne kind of smiles at him this is our first like confirmation that she is actually thinking about it and going through it and struggling to come to terms with with how she's feeling yeah um we did i don't think we mentioned it but we did get it a little bit in wine club as well right at the end when they're talking about martin and mrs wodger Dubikowski. and oh she da- goes oh yeah daphne starts criticizing martin and says like we all have urges that we want to explore but we can't because it yeah. would be improper yeah and the the other two are like, "Whoa, what are you talking about?" Yeah. And then she just kind of scampers off. Um, so yeah, more hints. Mm-hmm. 
more hints at what could happen next. Yeah. Yeah. And what could happen next? Dark side of the moon. Yeah. I'm just thinking. Um, yeah, it's finally time for us to get some some confirmation, some rock hard confirmation. And get really stuck in here. And actually set up the finale of the season. Mm-hmm. Um not, uh, Niles? No, Daphne is in therapy um, and has caused a four-car pileup, five-car pileup, multi-car pileup yes. um, outside Elliott Bay Towers. Um, and we don't know why until the end of the episode, but it's kind of uh, depicted through a series of flashbacks of building up to this moment um, as she describes it to the, the psychiatrist. So she has turned up at Niall's apartment um, for a wedding shower. I was going to say baby shower. It's not baby. Wedding shower um, and a sort of engagement party, I guess. I don't know. It's quite late. Like, it's right before their wedding. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, bridal shower. Is that supposed to be right before? I don't know. Did we even do that here? I don't know. I think that's more of an engagement party. You have an engagement party. Even, like, like, I was going to say wedding receptions. We do have wedding receptions here. Yeah. Um, rehearsal dinners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems to be much more of a thing in the States it is. than oh, it, it is here. Is. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, that's something that I have only ever known people to do in the realm of fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, the weddings that I have attended have never... Yeah, I've, I've had, I haven't had showers or whatever maybe you just weren't invited maybe i just wasn't invited yeah (laughs) no one told you (laughs) well i was the best man at one of them i would have thought i'd be invited if there was going to be a rehearsal dinner it was yeah yeah but um (laughs) anyway so they have this big party and donnie has shipped in simon daphne's least favorite brother (laughs) yeah yeah from england um the the lovely loudmouth alcoholic chain smoking simon yeah with no consideration for anyone but himself mm-hmm. um he's fine as a guest star he starts to become a recurring character a little bit yeah and it, it it's not fun anymore <laughs> yeah i i can't stand simon really <laughs> he's just, yeah uh, this is I think I did mention in previous weeks, like this, in a way, is sort of like the beginning of the end for Frasier. For me, because we've got, in this episode, we get Simon introduced. In the next episode, we've got Gertrude, even though she's only in it quite briefly. Mm-hmm. And I just, I can't stand either of them. Yeah. Daphne's family is not, well, no, that's not true. We get... I really like right at the end Daphne's when we dad. get... Well, we've got, oh. yeah, we get Daphne's dad. Um, played by Brian Cox. Is it end of season nine? Local Scott represent. Yeah. Dundee's own. Yeah. Brian Cox. Um, and we get... Richard E. Grant Richard and e. Robbie Grant Coltrane. And Robbie Coltrane as two of the other brothers. That's right at the end. Though. That's oh, is it, is the it, last episode, actually. Is it Stephen and Michael? Yeah. Um, yeah, right at the very end. And they're good. Mm-hmm. But I think it's partly just because they're only in one episode that makes them so good yeah they don't overstay their welcome like yeah. i def i mean gertrude in more ways than one overstay like yeah, yeah. literally literally and also <laughs> in her presence on the show i think overstays her welcome 
Although, and, and I'm saying this, I have to I clarify anytime I talk about how much I don't like a character. This is absolutely not a comment on Anthony LaPaglia, who plays Simon, mm-hmm. or Millicent Martin, who plays no, Gertrude Moon. They both nail the roles. They're they're perfect. Yeah. They're fantastic. It took me so long to realize that Anthony LaPaglia isn't English. He's Australian. Is he Australian? And he does a very convincing, like, obnoxious Englishman, like, to be totally honest. I, I, uh, I think his accent's probably more convincing than Daphne's sometimes. Um, I don't know. I was going to say I wasn't a big fan of his accent, no. to be honest, yeah. He, he kind of mumbles a lot, so it's difficult to... Yeah. <laughs> to to muck it up too badly although but, it, yeah. it is quite funny seeing that we have they presumably they're from well they, they say they're from manchester yeah but then daphne does a well jane leaves does a sort of generic north of england accent in spite of the fact that she is from london and then when simon and gertrude come in they're doing london accents despite being from Wherever. Actually, I'm not sure where Melissa Martin's from. I don't know. But yeah. It just, I, yeah, I find it quite funny that it, it kind of sort of bounces around. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're talking about how much we don't like Simon. <laughs> yeah, no, he's... So, yeah, no. It, he gets introduced, and he is a great guest star, Anthony LaPaglia, but the, the character of Simon just... As you say, if it had been a one-off guest appearance, um, it would kind of be bearable and funny, but the fact that he ca- carries on for quite a few episodes it's just uh, no just get fed up with him very quickly um so but yeah that winds up daphne a bit least favorite brother encroaching on her space she spills wine on her dress mm-hmm. um and then she's struggling at home with fraser being all uppity um everyone asking her to do things for her. Yeah. Um, Simon inviting people around to the house and her having to like take care of him and stop him from <laughs> like Making stealing Fraser's wardrobe, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, um and it's just winding up even more. She finally gets a night to herself where she's sitting down in Martin's chair. She's got her like there's like lip wax on. Mm-hmm. Um, and all like her spot cream and her hair all tied up and dressing gown um quite a quite a sight to behold yeah um and then everyone simon brings people home fraser's got a cold so he's demanding like daphne make her tea and everything and then donnie shows up with yeah, his oh parents God. to come and meet daphne poor daphne and the final straw is when one of her neighbors who had previously pulled out daphne's wet laundry Mm -hmm. and like ruined the dress wasn't it yeah ruined the dress ruined her favorite dress um comes up and like demands an apology from daphne so daphne takes her laundry basket throws half of it in the fireplace and then half of it out the window yeah (laughs) thus causing the 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 pile up the pile up Mm -hmm. um and it's I quite like how it's done and how she explains it back and everything. And you can see, you know, the psychiatrist kind of sets up saying that she's got anger management problems and she's kind of trying to convince the psychiatrist, like, I don't. It was just a really bad week. And I think that's portrayed really well throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that would drive anyone mad. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, and there wasn't any like malicious intent in throwing the 
Well, I mean, there was towards the person with the laundry. Yeah. But she didn't. Well, she wasn't trying to she cause wasn't a trying to, Yeah. Um. So I think that's portrayed really well, and then it, it the final scene sort of ties in. Um. Why Daphne was round at Niles in her favorite dress? The psychiatrist asks. You know, I thought you said it was a surprise bridal shower. She's like, yeah, but you showed up in your favorite dress. Mm-hmm to Niall's house she was like yeah what's your point it's like well what what did you expect was going to happen and they cut back to before the, the surprise bridal shower and it's like Daphne and Niall's talking and Daphne's getting quite excited at the thought of Niall's inviting her around to to talk about something secret mm-hmm. or it's, he, he says it's to uh, make sticky toffee pudding yeah um but there's a secret reason and she figures out and he admits, oh, there's actually another reason I invited you around. And it all kind of builds up. And the, yeah, the very final shot is the psychiatrist saying, I think it's about time you called him Niles yeah. rather than Dr. Crane. And it's, oh, it's really quite... It's very well done. It's very tense as well because you're kind of like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I mean, we've seen it, so we know what's going to happen. We know what's going like, to happen. Yeah, but I always feel that way with these episodes. It's one of the reasons that I enjoy them so much, yeah. just because I get that every time. You're kind of like, well, she's about... To, the next episode is about the wedding. What the hell's going to happen? Like, what's she going to do? It's all building up. And Niles doesn't even know yet. He doesn't know about Daphne's feelings. Oh, what's going to happen? And I think... I, this is what I was saying. I think this is a really, really good um, precursor to the final episode. Yeah. I think it's... It, builds up the the excitement of the finale really well um and i think it's just quite a it's not often we get a daphne centric episode so it's kind of nice to have a proper full episode based solely on daphne there's no other side plots or um anything like that it's it's all daphne it's all her week um what she was up to I can't think of a single scene that she's not in yeah. throughout the episode. And it's kind of nice. It's just a bit of a change because we don't get it a lot. And especially now where we are in the plot, you know, in the in the overarching plot of she and Niles, it's kind of nice to get that and get a bit of direct perspective on it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, yeah. How, how do you think it holds up? <sighs> I'm not really a fan of this one. No, to be honest, compared to, especially compared to the the, the actual finale, the you know the final two part that we're getting to. Yeah, because it's just, I don't know. I do like how well they portray Daphne having this bad week that's just progressively getting worse, and she's kind of losing her handle on it because mm-hmm. she's so desperately trying to keep in control of everything, especially with the fact that she's, um starting to have to deny all of these feelings that she's feeling for niles Mm. and how she's sort of losing her grip gradually um and i like how that's done but also it's not especially entertaining just watching her have a terrible time um yeah with with simon and you know simon his pals and then martin and fraser also getting in on it being pretty rude demanding their very demanding and, beers and everything yeah uh to daphne and just like having no consideration for how mm-hmm. she's feeling and donnie as well 
you know, he, he says, We're, you're going to be meeting my parents tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then showing up that night. Well, he does he's, say he's, that he's they, very apologetic. They were very insistent. They were very insistent on yeah. coming over, but. No, I. Uh, mm. So, yeah, it's a two for me. Only a two. Yeah. Okay. I was quite a bit more generous. Mm-hmm. I quite like this episode. I gave it a four. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I, yeah, I, I think it is just the fact that it's a bit refreshing to have the have Daphne at the Daphne front and center. Um, and the way that the episode's done with the flashbacks, I'm not a huge fan of those kind of episodes, but I think it fits really well here. And the input of the psychiatrist as well is so important, especially just to the plot. Yeah. Um, but even throughout, I just kind of like her input. Um, she's a great guest star, and I have not noted down any of the guest stars. If you have it, S. Epatha Markerson. Yes, who I would have thought you would recognize. I do recognize. She's because in Chicago Med. Yeah, and one of the other Chicago. All of the other ones. Apparently. All of the other ones she's appeared in. Yeah, various and Law and Order. I love love a Dick Wolf show. Yeah, <laughs> um, and also Terminator Two. Wait, no, it wasn't Terminator Two. It wasn't. That was Predator, Predator 2. Two. But she's in Terminator Two. Okay. She's the the wife of the the like Skynet oh, scientist yeah. that gets yeah yeah yeah. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember. No, it's been, it's a been while. so long since I've seen Terminator Two. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. No, she uh, she's great. Um, she's such a great guest star and great actor in general. Um, I love the little joke that she makes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that I can't remember. <laughs> Daphne says something about like don't your family drive you mad yeah and and she says like oh well they probably would if I still talk to any of yeah. them she does and this she, like little laugh she, she laughs and Daphne doesn't laugh with her and yeah. she kind of goes anyway moving on <laughs> you know which is funny I think that's quite yeah charming yeah no I quite like it mm-hmm. I, sp- I specifically like the I couldn't remember the joke that's really bad yeah. I just I just have this memory of like enjoying that scene and then I was like wait I don't remember that scene what it is that she actually <laughs> says what she said yeah uh, it's been a long day right <laughs> um but yeah no I, I really like that moment just of daphne like not registering that it's a joke mm-hmm. and, like, um but no she's great and the episode itself is is pretty enjoyable and a pretty good build-up to the finale the finale where it all changes yeah this is really quite as you said, this is kind of like the turning point in Frasier. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah, it very much shows there is a quite distinct split between up to the end of season seven and after season seven. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just like a sort of psychological thing because you know what's happening. Like, you know what the big plot change is. Mm-hmm. But I always look at it like that. I always look at it up till season seven and then eight through 11. Yeah. As like a second half yeah, of the it show. Yeah, it is. You know? This is the, you know, the second half of the show. Um, um, which is... Oh, I say it's strange, but there's probably loads of... Pretty much every show is going to have that. There's always going to be a big turning point, especially if you have a big plot line like Daphne and Niles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you get however many seasons of build-up, and then we need to either once that's over, what do, where do you go? They can only keep it going for so long. Like, could you imagine a full 11 seasons of build-up for it 
and then only revealing it at the very end. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, like let's talk about that in something borrowed, something someone blue. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, the the finale of season seven. It's a two parter. It's a long episode. It feels quite long. Mm. I always think it, it's got quite a long intro. The first twenty minutes or so. Yeah. They don't drag, but they, there is quite a lot of setup for the second episode, which is actually at the wedding. Mm-hmm. The first part is all just, more or less, all in Fraser's apartment, actually. Pretty much. When they're they're just kind of catching up um, and preparing, and Daphne's finally ready to admit to Fraser that she has feelings for Niles. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Very dramatic. I mean, we already knew that. We knew. We we, we knew as the we audience, knew, but but, but Fraser didn't. Um, he is a bit shocked to find out that he was the one who told Daphne about Niles <laughs> when he was on his his tranquilizers for um for his back. Um, but yeah, it's there's a lot of back and forth, up and down elevator play. Yeah. chatting between different characters in this first part um and you know what i don't hate it no, so, no sometimes i, I do I hate it. episodes that are kind of like all set up you know if you've got a two-part or the first part's all kind of set up but I, I quite like this it's quite it builds on the tension of the previous episode um and the interaction from the audience as well you know fraser's in front of a live studio audience yeah and the actual interaction from the audience that some scenes in this are really quite like gripping mm-hmm. you know you're kind of like oh wow okay people really were shocked to see this yeah. scene you know um which i i like i, mm-hmm. I really like when there's a, it's not just a laugh track you know i like when there's interaction there's gasps the gasps the yeah gasps and the, the shock and the amazement um so i think we get one when daphne admits to Fraser that mm-hmm. she has feelings for him. And then the other one is, at least in this first half, is after Niles and Mel go away for a cheeky weekend getaway and Daphne is building up the courage to speak to Niles and to just kind of get things in the open, say how she feels, say that she knows how he feels and to just say she's marrying Donnie, that's that. Um, or at least it's kind of implied that's what she's going to do. Yeah. We don't. Uh, she just kind of says talk to Niles. Doesn't really. Yeah. They don't really uh, elaborate on that much. But when Niles and Mel get back, it turns out that they got married. <sighs> that's when we get that other gasp. We get this big dramatic gasp. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's quite shocking. I don't know. It's. I really like the first half of this episode. It just, it, yeah, mm-hmm. it builds the tension yeah. <laughs> for what's going to happen. Um, and all these little moments. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. And they keep leaving and going up and down in the lift. They try, yeah, trying to, trying to talk to each other, trying to get, you know, avoid talking to certain people or saying things in front of different people. And, um, as Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Richmond, Mrs. Richmond. I, I, I find yeah. it so funny. I love Mrs. They, Richmond. They keep 
they they go down and she's clearly listening while fraser and daphne are talking and then the next time we see her is uh fraser and martin and and this is when fraser finds out that niles and mel are married and then mrs richmond goes poor daphne yes (laughs) (laughs) but then at the very end Mm -hmm. i also love that the end of the first part yeah i think it's the end of the first part Yeah, yeah, yeah um daphne daphne finds out about niles and mel mel comes to visit and she kind of says like oh we can't keep it a secret we got married and the look on daphne's face is just like oh it's like devastation (laughs) times Mm -hmm. 10 you know yeah um and she makes herself quite scarce very quickly she kind of laughs it off and says oh i've got some errands to run i'm gonna just go and go and do those now gets outside and just has a breakdown mm-hmm. starts crying the elevator's doors open and mrs richmond like opens her arms <laughs> for and a hug because she knows what's going I on i really like that i yeah, think it's it really it's sweet. sweet um yeah and that that's the end of the first part that it's all this it's not farcical we need to right we need to draw a line somewhere on what we determine is a farce and what isn't i don't know um I don't even, to be honest, I don't even know if we're using the word correctly. I, I just, I just keep no calling idea. things farces. No idea. Um, it's a fun word, but it is. Yes, yeah, again, it's sort of quite classic Fraser, like misunderstandings. People, some people know half of the story, the other people know the other half, and it's all this kind of back and yeah. forth, crisscross between everyone, um, and that kind of ties it off. And then the next, the second part, we cut to the wedding. And it's the the day of, mm-hmm. or night before, sorry, day of the rehearsal dinner, um, and everyone's gathering at this nice lakeside, yeah, country like house, country house, is, yeah. yeah. Um, we've got Roz and Simon are on a date to try and make make Roz's ex boyfriend, who's mm-hmm. going to be there, jealous. Yeah, Roz's ex boyfriend, who is with Annie yes yes from with, we don't see we, we don't, don't see, see her we don't see her again but annie from the ski lodge yeah one of uh daphne's bridesmaids um we've got fraser who turns up dateless mm-hmm. as usual um and martin who's kind of he's observing he's watching everyone and he he sees all <laughs> he knows yeah. more than he lets on um and then, of course, Niles and Mel show up, keeping everything hush hush. And it's just, it's, oh, they go and they have a little dance in the evening, Niles and Daphne and Mel and Donnie. And it's, oh, it's heartbreaking. It is. It's, <laughs> it's very sad. Um, all, all the time, Fraser's kind of watching and he, he speaks to Martin about it as well. And he's kind of like, yeah, I, need, I need to talk to them. I need to say something to them. And Martin's like, you can't. Like mm-hmm. they're all happy and oblivious, and you're gonna ruin it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep your big bazoo shut. Yeah. So what does he do? He opens his bazoo. Of course he does. He goes and tells Niles. <laughs> and then we get another gasp. We get another big dramatic a gasp. Big gasp from the audience. Um, when Niles finds out that Daphne does have feelings for him. Mm-hmm. Um. And this moves to the second second part of the episode that takes place all up in the the hotel room. Well, it's not a hotel, like like the the bedroom. Niles and Daphne having their little chat. She comes in and they discuss it, and they finally 
admit everything yeah and they're open and we're kind of i don't know about you i'm i still get like sort of edge of your seat kind of oh, like yeah. this must have been so tense to watch like live watching at it. the time yeah we've had seven seasons of build-up uh-huh. watching these two and watching all the jokes and all the you know heart feelings and other relationships and we're finally getting something and it's so on the brink of daphne's wedding day it's all mm-hmm. like oh man it's wild um and it's uh you know niles admits that you know I, I, I'll, I'll always love you if you tell me you feel the same i will divorce mel and i will spend the rest of my life with you and you're kind of like oh my god i know we're not supposed to like mel but it's pretty harsh yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know it's yeah i do feel a bit sorry for her in this scene mm. that goes away it goes next away season <laughs> very quickly yeah <laughs> this is the thing in the, uh, this disc i did say last week with wine club you know this is when mel's introduced and we're kind of supposed to not like her people don't like her pretty much immediately yeah. and where it's the audience is supposed to find her very annoying as well and watching back and watching wine club i don't necessarily think she's as bad as we're supposed to believe but then in this disc there's a lot of subtle stuff especially towards daphne that absolutely makes me hate her really it's like in um to thine old self be true she says like oh i'm feeling very tense Mm mm-hmm I need I Daphne can you give me a massage and Daphne says like actually I'm not feeling very well I was gonna go and lie down Mm -hmm. and she goes oh great you're not doing anything go and wash your hands and give me a massage and I'm like I would kick her ass if she said that like that would make me so angry and then there's a joke when she she comes in once and says Fraser says he's gonna go and put put on some coffee and Mel says oh I've been here enough times to know how the coffee's made Daphne go and make us some coffee and she goes like, oh, I'm only joking. It was just a joke. And I'm like, I would absolutely kick her ass if she said something like that. I kind of like that joke. I would, I'm not going to lie. I oh, think that's really funny. That I always would, gets a laugh out of me. I would be so angry. That always gets a laugh out of me. Yeah. Because it's so like, it's a dig at everyone. Mm-hmm. It's a dig at like Fraser and Daphne and every, I don't know. It just, it feels very she's very on the level with everyone when she mm-hmm. makes that joke so i don't know i really like it oh no i oh. but i no. in the final episode i think she's you know she's portrayed very loving towards niles and yeah. not particularly cruel or, or mean or rude to anyone um the two of them have gone away and, and gotten married and they're talking about moving in together and they seem very happy and she's you know talking about oh don't what is it he says like oh i'll be late coming into bed and she says oh don't worry you've got the rest of your life to make it up to me it's like kind of little loving things like that mm-hmm. and i don't know I, she she comes off very well so it, it does make you feel quite guilty well mm-hmm. not you but like it, it yeah as the audience you're like oh you feel sorry for her and you know you know that niles is feeling guilty and what he's doing so i yeah i don't know um Thankfully, they're interrupted by a barrage of Dabney's family. Mm-hmm. Everyone's been shipped across the country, uh, across the world, even yeah, to come and uh, visit the wedding. And they all, all the brothers, got kicked out of the dance hall for what is it? He threw up in the, Some, the piano. Someone threw up in the piano. Yeah. 
Um, so they all barge into the bedroom and raid the minibar. Daphne and Niall step outside, and there's this great little little scene of them on the balcony together talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and Daphne, she finally turns around and she kisses Niles, and it's so like. <sighs> I think that's the last gasp of the episode. Yeah, it is so nice. Um, and then after after that nice moment, she she then says, "Can't do it." She kind of starts crying and steps back, and she's like, "No, I can't." I can't do this to Donnie. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So Niles is left standing alone on the balcony. Poor guy. Yeah. It's it's funny how quickly we're supposed to sympathize with Niles. I don't know, because we've had virtually the whole season of him being quite... um not being as forward with his jokes and stuff towards Daphne you know I I think maybe the is it the end of season 6 or f- start of season 7 when Daphne puts on the wrong wedding dress it's the, the like the Las Vegas wedding mm-hmm. dress I think that's the last time I can remember Niles being sort of visibly attracted to her Yeah, and then after that point and after he starts dating Mel and Daphne finds out about his feelings there's no like subtle jokes there's no yeah, we don't really get anything from his side. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it kind of all hits you at once in this episode. Yeah. In the finale, it kind of brings it all back and the fact that he's admitted it to Daphne and how he feels and it's oh, it's overwhelming, man. It's like, it's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, and we get, you, just, oh, you feel so sorry for the guy. You kind of forget about Mel for a minute. You forget about that whole situation. You just feel sorry for a guy who's been rejected after seven years of unrequited love yeah um it's a lot so niles understandably does not want to attend the wedding ceremony the next day he goes out to the winnebago to martin's winnebago and he's kind of spending the, the afternoon just stepping back fraser and martin come to visit with oh we didn't mention the, the bottle of wine the bottle of wine they, were, they got a bottle of wine from the doorman at Elliot mm-hmm. Bay, who Martin was friends with, mm-hmm. who passed away, sadly. And his wife gifted Martin this ancient bottle of wine. Yeah. Um, Chateau, Chateau Petrus? A 1945 Chateau Petrus. Yeah. Um, which is apparently one of the rarest bottles in the world. Out of curiosity, how much do you think it sells for now? Is it a real bottle? Today? It is, is it yes. Real... It is a real real wine. One of, one of the most sought after. Let's say... 75,000. No, not quite that much. Oh, okay. No, not quite that much, I'm afraid. Okay. I was expecting it to be about that high. It's not quite that high. Apparently, like, I saw... I looked up and I saw some places selling it for £26,000. For a ball. Which is about $30,000. Objectively, not that much. If it's as rare as they say it is. Yeah. I don't know. I would have expected more. Yeah. Oh, well. The idea of spending that on a bottle of wine is I mean for yeah insane. for a single bottle of wine is crazy but, but yeah no I I would have expected it to be higher because if it's it's like buying a at that point it's like buying a, a piece of art yeah it's like a collectible you know, item it's, you wouldn't drink it <laughs> famous you know I mean you might drink it if you had the spending money yeah I don't know um, it's nuts that Fraser and Martin and Niles drink it they drink it yeah they absolutely mad decide to open it especially I mean you know even 20 years ago that would probably be worth 
a fair penny. <laughs> yeah. It probably hasn't changed much in value the past 20 years. years yeah. Um, but the, yeah, they all sit in the in the Winnebago and have this really nice moment where they they share the they share the bottle of wine. Turns out to be horrible because yeah, sitting in the it's not room. Stan, it, Maury. Maury, I said Stan. Did you? Stan was Dubikowski. Yeah, it's Maury. Maury, the doorman. The, the, yeah, um, yeah. Maury kept his his wine in the wine rack mm-hmm. in the boiler room. Yeah. <laughs> So understandably, the wine was disgusting. What would what would the heat do to the bottle of wine? I imagine it would turn it into vinegar. Okay. Um, okay. But I don't. I think that's more from it being oxidized. So, like, if the cork was like porous, mm-hmm. if the cork was broken and it was letting air in, or if like there was a seal broken, or if the the bottle was faulty or whatever, yeah. and it got let oxygen in, that would turn it into vinegar i right. don't know if heat would necessarily i, I, I don't no really idea. know much about wine no idea for some reason yeah. in some way it is spoiled because it's been it's, sitting in the yeah heat. it's clearly disgusting judging by the look on everyone's faces mm-hmm. um but yeah fraser and martin go back to the wedding niles is left alone and then there's a little there's a little knock on the knock on the door mm-hmm. and who should it be but daphne in her wedding gown making a break for it and the two of them get strapped in and uh, call each other by their first names. And it's so sweet. Yeah. It's so lovely. They both drive off into the sunset together. And to be perfectly honest, the show could have ended there. It could have. Yeah. Um, they could have tied off some other elements of Fraser's life throughout that season. Mm-hmm. You know, his show, his love life, whatever. And they could have ended the show there, and that would have been a pretty perfect ending. Um, we know it continues, but yes, it is a really lovely final scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it continues immediately after in season eight, which we'll get to. Yep, I'm not going to go into too much detail. We will talk about that when we get to it. Um, but just the it's just it's just wonderful. It's just a really great final scene. It's just a really... Yeah, it, it it always hits you. It does. It always gets to you. It does. What is it says? I, I was wondering if you'd like to go on that date. Yeah. Um, or wondering if you might be free for that date, I think she mm-hmm. says. It's just... Oh, I don't know. Could you imagine having feelings for someone for seven years being rejected the night before and then having her leave her own wedding i know to run away with you it's gotta feel good man Mm -hmm. until the crushing reality sinks in (laughs) yeah until (laughs) until the next season starts and yeah we have to face all of the problems that we've caused but we will get to that in a few weeks time now how do you feel on the whole about this finale i really like it i think it's probably the strongest finale of the show the strongest season finale um i would give it a four okay um because i don't necessarily think it's perfect i think there's probably a lot more that could have been put into it to just refine it a little bit more yeah but overall i always love the stuff with daphne and niles at the wedding and all of the dramatic you know when they kiss for the first time mm-hmm. and then the rejection and then the end when 
they suddenly run off together. Now, when you say well done. the best season finale, mm. are you talking about the best episode at the end of a season? Or are you talking about the best, like, I get finale, the best, the best season finale, because I guess or, I did give a five to My Coffee with Niles. I was going to say, I don't um, think you could top My Coffee with Niles. No. Like, that's one of the best episodes of the show. Yeah, the, it's... My Coffee with Niles is better as an episode, yeah. But I don't think it's better as like a season closer, okay. As like a you know rounding off these yeah, plot yeah. points no, that's and whatever, fine. because this is seven years of build up, yeah. And to cap it off so well mm-hmm. is very impressive, and that always makes me enjoy it a lot. I yeah, I agree. I just wanted to clarify. Yes, yeah. no, sure, there are. <laughs> there are other episodes that are final episodes of a season that I enjoy. And now, now I'm thinking back. It's probably my second favorite, actually. My Coffee with Nels is better. But then, what else have you got? Blackout. Yeah, Dark Victory. Dark Victory. Uh, um, you Can Go Home Again. Um, Odd Man Out. Yep. The, the one at the end of season dreams. five. Sweet Dreams. And then season six is Shadow in Seattle. Yeah. Shadow in Seattle is good. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then we've got something borrowed, someone blue. And then we'll worry about the other we'll ones worry, later. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I agree. I think it, the, the Daphne and Niles stuff is, yeah, it's tied off nicely. I think I very much go back and forwards on my feelings of, of the two of them, just in general, like throughout the seasons. Mm-hmm. Because on the one hand, it is very convenient yeah. for a sitcom that Niles happens to have feelings for her for seven years, and she, in the last like last half of the last season, suddenly reciprocates them. Yeah. But having rewatched it this time, I think you know all the little moments, all the little glances, the build up, the sort of repressed feelings, and realization of how she actually feels about him yeah is done pretty well yeah um and it, it does make sense that the turning point is her finding out about him yeah especially because um i mean i've i've said before that i kind of have this running theory that she's always felt that yeah. way but she just doesn't let herself realize mm-hmm. it and i think part of that probably comes from this sort of inferiority complex that she has where she thinks like i am not good enough for niles so she doesn't let herself feel attracted to him and then as soon as she finds out that niles is attracted to her that's gone yeah and suddenly it's this oh god now i have to suddenly face all of these feelings that i've had floating around that's something that's explored we do get an episode that explores those feelings Mm -hmm. which is a very good episode actually um sorry that's irrelevant yeah we'll see that coming up but yeah no i i agree and it's just as an episode as well i think it does it really well it it does the the two-parter quite nicely um as i've said like the sort of sometimes the build-up episodes can be a bit slow and then it's the final you focus on here i I quite like the the build-up of the the first episode the first part I like how tense it is. I like the the revelations of the different characters and 
you know Niles and Mel getting married is like sort of the last spanner in the works mm-hmm. before the finale it kind of it just leads to a very satisfying conclusion yeah you've got the the big things tied off but you've got all these little elements scattered about that we have no idea what's happening with them yeah which in the one hand you could just ignore them completely and you know finish the se- finish the show finish the season or you could carry on and we can explore those things more yeah which is what we do yeah but no i agree it, it is a four for me as well mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't quite have that that fraser thing yeah <laughs> that makes it a five the episodes like my coffee with niles just are so unique mm-hmm. and perfect this episode is it, there are points where it, it does feel very sitcommy yeah. you know it 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 does it's it's something you could imagine happening in another show it uses tropes that you could easily see being revisited yeah um so yeah it drops a wee bit of wee bit of points for that but overall mm-hmm. it's a very strong two-parter yeah. it's a very or single parter depending on how you watch it long episode yeah um very satisfying conclusion and and end to the season that's it yeah season seven season over seven's ended and then we've got this yeah big turning point of what's going to happen next two of the main cast have have gotten together they are are they in a relationship mm-hmm. we don't know yeah we'll find out we will <laughs> in a couple of weeks time do you want to go over any highlights yeah of this disc yeah i actually have one in mind do you yeah interesting um so in dark side of the moon mm-hmm. during the the bridal shower they are playing a game of a toilet paper bridal gown yep i think as dr mccaskill calls it toilet. i don't i don't know yep. if there's maybe a better name for that mm-hmm. but they're playing a game where they have to make wedding dresses out of toilet paper yeah and um Daphne is left to to judge mm-hmm. and they go around and you see Donnie comes out and he's sort of just got some toilet paper around him and then Martin comes out and he's sort of just got bits of ribbon or whatever yeah. because Niles spent too long on the sketches and then Roz comes out in this very surprisingly elegant <laughs> wedding dress <laughs> made of toilet paper and throws the the bouquet mm-hmm. they kind of make a joke about her throwing the bouquet and Daphne almost catches it and then Mel grabs it in midair before Daphne catches it. Oh. And I love that. That subtle bit of foreshadowing of Mel's going to get married before Daphne does. And that sort of alluding to the big twist that we get yeah. in the next episode of Niles and Mel yeah. have eloped. And they suddenly come back I right before Daphne's that. wedding. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. And I, I just think that's really clever. It's one it of those is. little details that you, you pick up on that just is yeah is great. Yeah. No, that's a good highlight. I like that. I thought you were going to say the joke when uh, Roz says she wishes that she could um, have a wedding dress like that when she finally gets married. And Fraser says something like, oh yeah, but it won't be made out of toilet paper. And Niles turns around <laughs> and says, or be white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that little yeah. thing. Um, oh, highlights. Hmm. 
I don't know mm-hmm. from this disc. <laughs> I'll tell you one bit that I do like. Um, that was actually one of my like redeeming factors of uh, To Thine Old Self Be True. When Fraser is preparing Dina the stripper, Officer Nasty, mm-hmm. for the, uh, the stag do, um, he's kind of giving her tips on what he wants her show to be like yeah and he does this like a little movement they're in the bedroom and he kind of puts his leg up on a stool and like pulls the fake gun out and he's like bang bang (laughs) and he does it's like this funny little movement he like shakes his hips when he does it i don't know what there's something really just entertaining (laughs) watching kelsey Grammer do this like little stripper movement with his fake gun (laughs) i really love it um yeah that's good. I'm gonna put that as my highlight. Yeah, we could have we could have picked anything about like Niles and Daphne, big reveal, nah. all that jazz. Now nah, we gotta go with. We've talked about how good they are. We need to talk about something stupid, foreshadowing and funny stripper jokes. Yeah, yeah, cool. And that's season seven. Yep, I think I already said in that season seven, but then we went to highlights, mm-hmm. and now I'm running off. Now I'm running off season seven of the podcast. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so justify my of course it's a slight slip up <laughs> um yeah we've got a week break as per usual with a cheeky little bonus episode and then we'll be back with season eight <gasps> exciting mm-hmm. everything changes some good episodes at the beginning of season eight i think at least one there's one i really enjoy that's at the beginning of season eight yeah i'm excited to revisit season eight mm-hmm. let's put it that way with a more critical eye, because yeah. I I don't look particularly favorable on anything past season seven in my memory. Yeah, there's the odd episode that I really like, but I'm quite excited to go back and rewatch it and actually like pinpoint what I do and don't like about mm-hmm. the episodes. Season eight is very possibly my least favorite. Okay, but yeah. Like like you say, I'm interested to go back and actually look at each of the episodes individually and see kind of what it does well and what it does badly. And there are at least a few aspects of it that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. We get a we get a good uh, recurring guest star in um Rene Aubergenois as as Fraser's old mentor from Harvard. Um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's course. in a couple of episodes. He's really good. Yeah. Actually, quite a few good guest stars in season eight. Now that I think about it, yeah, actually, yeah, um, Victor Garber in the first disc. Mm-hmm. I like Victor Garber. Victor Garber's good. Alan Tudyk as well. Alan Tudyk's in it. Is that season eight? That's yeah. That's beginning. I thought it was eight. later, but yeah, no, that's a good episode as well. Okay, yeah. yeah, maybe season eight will be not bad. Will be positive. Yeah, let's say that it will, so that it's not scaring viewers away. Yes, <laughs> so it's going to be great. We're going to love it. <laughs> no, me, me being like, I hate this episode. It's going to be hell listening. We're, to we're going to be equally entertaining whether we enjoy it or that's not. True. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, because we're going to be dunking on it or we're going to be praising it, and yeah. either way is good. So, excellent. Right. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. For thank you for my new chair. Oh, you're very welcome. It's very comfortable. I hope that it's all right. My um, my butt isn't numb. Good. Like, like it usually is. <laughs> Sitting <laughs> on this little <laughs> wooden kitchen chair yeah. usually. Um, yeah, and to our lovely listeners, thank you. Thank you uh, for listening. Oh, what? No, hold on. Hold on. No, don't. No, not yet. Not yet. You're not thanked yet. Have a great day. Good mental health. 
And thank you for listening. Yeah. There you go. That's the order it needs to be. That done. is the order. Oh, God, I need to get better at that. We're on a roll. I think I distracted myself with the Neil Armstrong joke and stuff. I think you might have done it. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. This has been a Happy Brothers podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Bros Pod. All opinions are our own, and as always, special thanks to Leo O'Donnell for the show's artwork. <laughs>